0: Hi, this is Glenn McQuaid. And I'm Larry Fessenden. And you are listening to... Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast. Greetings, friends. I know you're here to listen to another tale from beyond the pale, and I do have one for you, a very relevant tale. But I don't think I exaggerate when I say we have a unique situation here, and I'm excited to share it with you. I mean, look what the shape has turned into. So magnificent and strange, and what's more, a companion here in the lighthouse. I'm keeping it in this box. It barely fits, it seems to be growing before my eyes, even in the short time we've had together. It is profound, the camaraderie you can find between species. Is that just the human capacity for empathy? Or is there something more? That's as good a segue as any into this next tale. Penned by yours truly. Based on facts. Well, some facts anyway. Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd. Together for the first time since their exploits in Middle Earth. Also joining us, James Ransone and Pat Healy. In Larry Fessenden's Natural Selection.
1: Hi. I'm Ross Geary, inviting you to come join me on a fantastic journey to parts unknown. Each episode, I'm going to introduce you to some spectacular creatures that you never dreamed were out there. And we're going to meet some people who are trying to figure out how we can all get along on this tiny blue planet. Because it's the only crib we got. So check it. Okay, so we just landed. Spectacular. Oh, wow. What a beautiful place, Ecuador, and we're still only in the airport. Good weather, it's nice, it's hot, but it's not crazy hot. You know, I can handle that. And first, I'm going to see if any of my bags were lost. I'm not worried. Your bags don't tend to be the first to drop down. Still not worried, although... Clark, you have your bags, right? Okay. Three hours here. In the airport, but... Happy now. Got my bags here. Some a nice hotel room. Bouncy mattress. Pretty grateful. And this will be the last day with all the amenities. Goodbye, TV. Goodbye, hot water. Goodbye, mattress. Mm. OK. Good night. Good.
2: Uh, maybe do that one over.
1: I do it over? That was fine. Why? I
2: felt kind of whiny.
1: Whiny. Is it true? Yeah, well, I thought
2: so. Well, maybe I'm just tired.
1: Let, let's try again. You
2: ready? You still rolling?
1: Yep, still rolling. OK, got my bags. Pretty happy about that. Couple of hours in the airport, but all sorted out now. No problems. Loving Ecuador. And it's nice to be in a good hotel for the night. Lovely bouncy bed. Don't know what tomorrow may bring, but that's it for the night. Good night. Much better. All right, good. Time for a drink. <laughs> Okay, out on the streets of Quito now. This is just fantastic. And I am currently in an open-air market, just food and wares everywhere I look. The colours, the smells, the people, the energy, it's all incredible. I'm just going to talk to this gentleman now and get myself a little bit of breakfast. Hello, sir. Could you tell me what this is? Uh es? Un this
0: is the best sandwich you have ever. Un
1: bueno sandwich. sandwich. Muy bueno. Muy so, bueno. so good for me. Jamón,
0: tomate, sí, lechuga, eh, eh, ca- ketchup, ketchup, ketchup.
1: Sounds ketchup, ketchup. Sounds great. Okay. Well, can I have one?
0: Because es caliente, want it?
1: Sure, Everything, the whole thing. Put Cali- it all in. Thank you, señor. Muchas gracias. You're going to you loving this, sandwich.
0: Mm. You loving this, son. I'm going to try it right now. El mejor.
1: Mm. Oh, bueno. ¿Qué tal? ¿Qué bueno, señor. That's otro para, otro para el amigo. No, no, he's okay. He's okay. he can have some of mind. It's well, it's it's got a kind of beany taste, and there's almost a sweet kind of aftertaste, and then there's a little heat. Oh, there's a little heat. Oh, that's hot. That oh, mucho caliente. Ah, amigo, my friend. Right. Woo, that is hot. That's a hot sandwich. Woo-hoo. Okay, so now I'm waiting for my man. His name is Alan Pickens, and he has something very special to share. Not sure what it is, but it was enough to bring us down here to Quito and check it out. So I'm going to wait here and... Oh, let's do this again. Come on, quick, before he shows up. You good? Rolling? OK, so here I am waiting for my man, and his name is Alan Pickens. He's a biologist working here in Ecuador, and he's seen something that he wants us to document. So this is the first step in a long trek Towards an unknown destination. Okay, well that wasn't that much better. Let's just wait until Pickens shows up and once we know what he's got, we can do the intro. Hello, love. There's a lot here to like. Still I wait for Alan Pickens. Hey Clark. Check it. Mm -hmm. Hello, uh, excuse me. Hello? Mm, Yeah? Do you mind if we talk to you? What are you guys filming? We're just uh, filming a documentary. We're trying to get a sense of all the types of people here in Quito. <laughs> you know, what brings people here. Oh, yeah. It looks like you're not native to the area. Are you here on business? What's the, uh, what's the documentary about? Well, eventually we'll be visiting
3: one of the Galapagos Islands. Oh, figures. Oh, yeah? What, what figures about that? A lot of hype about the islands. Have you been over there? No. No interest, really.
1: No interest, really? Why's that? Don't believe it. Well, you don't believe the islands are there? <laughs> no, I don't believe what
3: Charles Darwin was saying. All this hoopla about, uh, evolution. You know... You know, it was just a theory, right? You could never prove any of it. Well, you know that in science the word theory is different from the word theory. It's just a bunch of crap saying that people came from monkeys.
1: See, that's. I, I, I think just jumping to monkeys and humans might be the problem when we're talking about this. Maybe people don't like that connection. Because as it's much. crap, and that's why people don't like it. Um. Okay, but Darwin was talking about finches and, and beaks, you know? The birds that had long beaks passed on their genes because they're the ones that got the food out of the holes in the trees better than the ones with the short beaks mm-hmm. did. That kind of makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So in a couple of generations, the long beaks won out. It makes sense to me. I mean, the animals on that tiny group of islands were so specific to that area that Darwin was able to see examples of natural selection in a remarkably fast cycle. You, you
3: get that, right? Only one thing decides what animals are going to end up like, and that is intelligent design. You spend a lot of time here, do you? My fair share. And what do you do down here? I work with Kemp some. we got some
1: rigs southeast of here. Ah, the extraction industries. So you're a scientist then? Project manager. But your business depends on science, doesn't it? Mm, doesn't
3: mean I have to believe in evolution, though. Oh, you just believe in some sciences? Some things are part of God's plan, and there's nothing we're going to be able to do about that. God wants to make a
1: bird with a long beak. He makes it that way. It's hard to believe you actually believe what you're saying. Don't get me wrong, I hear the anger. You're obviously angry about something. Listen listen here, buddy. How about the age of the earth? The oil just got stuck there 5,000 years ago? You think you know it all, how old the earth is? That is sheer... Arrogance, And you don't think it's arrogant to disregard the entire web of life in order to drill for oil in the Yasuni National Park? That's where you are, right?
3: Well, I guess you know your way around the internet One then, don't you, One of the most
1: biodiverse you, areas in the entire oh, world. Oh, I get the
3: picture. I get it. You're a TV personality, evolution-loving,
1: oil-bashing... There are other energy sources.
3: Yeah? Really? I hear the waste from Fukushima has made it all the way across the Pacific Ocean by now. Ought to be lapping up on your precious Galapagos Islands any day. I'm not
1: talking about nuclear. There's
3: wind, there's solar power. Dream on, kid. Dream on. Maybe enough to charge your cell phone, but you can't run a capitalist country on wind power. Now, how do you know, do you know if what you what don't I'm try?
1: Saying? How do you know? You people ever get tired of being wrong? Look, what I don't get is where's that can-do spirit that got all the capitalists rich in the first place? Hmm? Where's that let's find a solution to problems and make a ton of money doing it kind of attitude? Where's that gone? I predict that the companies that get behind new technologies, not the old ones, will be the ones that will be successful in the long run. It's called natural selection, my friend. Survival of the fittest. I didn't catch your name, by the way. It's Christian. Christian. Christian's your name.
4: Yeah. What's yours? Ross? Yep. Sorry to interrupt. Alan Pickens. Alan Great you found us. I I can wait if you're filming. I I know I was late. No, no,
1: it's okay. We're just wrapping up. Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time, Christian. Thank you sincerely for for talking to us.
3: My pleasure. Because now you got your real interview, right? I'm sure Mr. Pickens here is going to say whatever it is that you want to hear. What line of work are you in, if you don't mind me asking, sir?
1: Oh, uh, evolutionary biology. All right. I rest my case. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a, a pretty good cut point, right, Clark? We don't want to waste any more of Christian's time.
3: Uh
1: Oh, and by the way, saw you in the Phantom Tower. Oh. I know who you are. I was wrong. That's the cut point. Okay, so we are a ways away from the hubbub of the town,
4: talking now to Alan Pickens. Alan, you are a native of Ecuador? Oh, no. I'm a recent transplant. I came here to work in the Amazon. I'm a biologist. What I found was that as diverse as the jungle was, the life out on the islands is just extremely fascinating.
1: Okay, great. Now, just explain to me the situation on the islands.
4: Well, the Galapagos is a collection of 18 islands. Some of them are inhabited by humans, but most are not, and you can visit all of them by boat, except one. One that you can't land on. There's no shore. It's just a... Sheer rock cliff with a flat plateau on top. Aha, and let me guess, that's the one you want us to visit. That's right.
1: What's it called, this island? Darwin's Island. Ah, wow. Now, how is it that this island, I mean, it sounds like the most remote of all of them, how is it that this one got named? after their most famous
4: visitor. Oh, they've changed the names of all the other islands over the years, but this one they've left alone. Okay. Now now tell me, why should we be interested in Darwin's
1: Island? It's, what, 600 miles out to the sea, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's going to be a bitch to get to. I mean,
4: what's the attraction? Why should we go there? I think i found a new species there.
1: All right, now that's pretty exciting. What kind of species? A new kind of plankton or
4: some sort of organism that only a scientist could love? No, Ross. It's reptilian. It's four and a half feet long, and it's aquatic. It's from the water. But it walks. It's a mutation. It's, it's a mutation, and it's living on Darwin's island. I only saw it once, and I, I, I can't get clearance to go back. I, I thought if you could document it... Your viewers would force a scientific inquiry. Sorry to admit that's my motivation. Alan Pickens, ladies and gentlemen. A man who knows how
1: things get done. Now, do you have a name for your mutation?
4: The Fukushima Dragon. That's weird.
1: That's the second time that's come up today. OK, so here we are, 600 miles west of the mainland of South America, in the middle of the Pacific, in this magical cluster of islands known to the rest of the world as the Galapagos. Now, if this sounds like I'm standing on the tarmac at LAX, it's because we are at the airport of the biggest Galapagos island, Isla Isabella. It's got a sizable human population, and this is where all the visitors come to get their papers checked and start their adventures in this magical ecosystem. Most of these tourists will be taking boats around the archipelago, but we are taking this bad boy. We're heading northwest now. We have a unique vista flying over these waters, so full of marine life and bird life. Even from this height, you can feel just how special this place actually is. Okay, now there in the distance is Darwin's Arch. It's an enormous rock formation that juts out from the sea like a jagged bridge. And teeming in these waters are sharks, hammerhead sharks, and indeed the largest fish in the world, the whale shark. All kinds of marine life live here. In fact, Darwin's island is mostly visited by scuba divers who never even walk on the land itself. So this is a rare privilege to be spending time on the island, virtually inaccessible by any other means. Okay, so it's hard to describe the sense of total isolation out here. You can look around and we are on a plateau of green that just drops off at a certain point, like we're floating on a big green cloud. It's the way the ancients used to feel, I can imagine, when they thought the earth was flat, that you'd just get to the edge and then drop off. So we've only got 20 hours out here before the chopper returns, and our goal is to find Alan Pickens' Fukushima dragon, which he claims is a new species, a mutation, presumably, of an indigenous reptile that is unique to this island or the surrounding waters. Now, he would have named it the Fukushima, presumably because he thinks the nuclear waste from that disaster in Japan has made its way to this island through the equatorial countercurrent, which brings warm water from the Pacific down to the equator. But I'm not sure his theory can be substantiated. Honestly, it's so hard to think about any kind of environmental pollution here. I mean, this place is simply exquisite. It is sublime. I, we, I'm here with my cameraman, Clark, of course, and I can't go on pretending it's just me here. I mean, this is such an overwhelmingly magical place, I would like to just acknowledge that I am sharing this experience with a fellow traveller.
0: And you can see... A lot of these
1: blue-footed boobies right in front of me. Yep, that's right, folks, I did just say boobies. There goes the, the family rating. These amazing creatures with their bright, chalky blue leggings and those fierce eyes and sharp beaks for fishing. What a stunning bird, just spectacular. And as you can see, very unafraid of us as we walk along. Just simply no fear of humans, because, I guess... They've not seen that many humans. What a remarkable experience. It's nighttime now, and we've pitched our tent. Of course, there can be no fire lighting here, so we must rely on our thermals to keep us warm. We are sitting here, surrounded by boobies... Oh, that doesn't sound right. I can't say surrounded by boobies, Clark. Surrounded by... The the booby bird? I'd just say boobies. Really? Yeah. Let me back up. Okay. We are sitting here among the boobies. Nice. Uh, Alan feels confident that the fuku beast, that's what I'm going to call it from now on, Fukushima, is just too much of a leap without some sort of scientific evidence, I think. Alan feels that the fuku beast is preying on the boobies at night, and that's the best time to catch a glimpse of this wonderful animal. So we'll be at the ready. Right, Clark? I don't want to be kicking you awake and missing the money shop. <laughs> no worries there, Ross. I won't be sleeping a wink in this godforsaken place. Now, you see here how Clark feels. As many of you out there may be feeling right now, that nature is a strange and frightening adversary. <laughs> that she is, in essence, representing the wild, the chaotic, the untamed, the anti-civilised, the unknown, and in short, the threat of death. Yep. Which is, after all, the endgame of this thing which we call life. Now, I don't know how you got roped into being my cameraman, Clark. Didn't they tell you what the show was about? They said extensive travel. No lies there, then. Meet beautiful women. Well, here we are surrounded by boobies. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> Wait, sh- was it? Let's, let's turn off the camera light. Off? You have infrared. Oh, yeah, yeah, infrared on. Okay, there, just there, you see anything? Boobies. There, over there, maybe.
2: Not a lot of light for the infrared to, uh, to... oh, oh shit. That is
1: something weird. What do you see, Clark? Use your words. It's moving towards us. The animals aren't here and not scared of people, OK? What is that thing? Have a good shot of it? Can you describe it? Uh, paint the picture, paint the picture. Um,
2: It's it's moving like a, a, a badger. Like a badger, Waddling, but it doesn't seem to have any fur. It's it's a reptile. This could be it. It's smooth skin, beady eyes. Let me
1: look, let me look. past the camera. Pass the oh, camera. Oh, right. uh, here. Here. Holy. Wait, what are you doing? No, I need to be on camera with it. That's why we do this show. You don't know anything about this thing. Clark, so much of what's wrong with our relationship with the natural world is based in fear. Oh, shit.
2: Wait, wait. I'm, I'm losing you in the dark.
1: I'm here. Look, frame up. I'm right here. I'm just letting my eyes adjust so I can approach the creature in the dark. Now, as I get closer, I'm picking up a sound. And I hope my mic can hear this low warble that it's making like a strange cooing sound. Are you getting that, Clark? You are magnificent. Very mysterious, you. Your skin that is very strange. What are you? Are there more of you? Are you alone? Very cool you showed up tonight. I know some prima donnas in Hollywood who wouldn't put in an appearance this easy. Ah, okay. Now, I'm picking up on a little change of attitude from this creature, and because of that, I'm just going to gently back away. This might be enough hang time for one night. We might want to just turn it in. Just leave it for now. Ah, ah, ah. What?
4: What? What?
1: What's happened? It's all right. It's it's got hold of me. It's it's biting me. Jesus! Ah, ah. What should I do? Keep filming. Keep filming. This might be my last episode. Oh, don't say that! What's it doing? No, it's just, it's got my arm in its mouth. It's not biting any harder. It's just, it's got a good grip on me, okay? Pressure's pretty bad. I've got a knife. Should I stab it? No, no. It's, it's just got a hold of me, that's all. I'm feeling a little faint. You're going into shock, Ross. Oh, okay, what is going on? Hey, come on, big guy. You want to let go of my arm? I'm putting the camera down. You keep that camera rolling. I'm keeping it rolling. I'm just putting the camera down, and I'm
2: calling the fucking helicopter.
1: I wonder if this thing's venomous. Oh. Damn it. Well, no answering? Nothing. Just nothing. Oh, it's late there, isn't it? Well, what? This was a fucking emergency. Yeah, what if? What's it doing now? Oh, it's just... It seems to be drinking. it's Sucking my blood.
2: OK, I'm getting a little worried. OK, OK. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to walk over to you very slowly and maybe we can pry it off.
1: All right, slow, slowly, OK? I, I think I'm starting to lose it a little bit. Jesus, here, look, Ross. I have a knife. It's a big knife. What do you say? Just one quick poke it, in its brain? No, we're not doing that. This mean the only one of its kind. And well, so are you, buddy. That's very sweet. Just get a tourniquet ready. Jesus, what's it doing? I think it's letting go. I don't think it likes having you here. Well, I'd have showed up earlier then. Oh my God. Give me your belt. Give me your Jesus, belt. Jesus, your arm. You! you get, away, get away! Careful with that knife!
2: Did you see that? Did you see how fast it moved?
1: Help me get your belt around my arm. Okay,
2: okay. Oh, that's a deep cut. Ross, do you want me to try and clean that? Oh, just help me tighten it. There's no blood, man.
1: No blood?
2: Ross. Ross. Jesus, Ross, get up. Ross. Oh, help. Somebody help. you've got a pulse you're not bleeding nothing I can do till daybreak so now we cut and I can cry like a baby off camera oh. um it's morning and I've called the helicopter again no answer maybe they'll just return as planned which would be several hours from now uh, got plenty of food and water so no hardship just Ross here hmm? uh, uh, can you wake up, Ross? Huh? Uh, how are you feeling today, Ross? Is that you Clark? Yeah, yeah, your viewers will want to know how you're
1: doing. Mm. Well, I feel pretty awful, to be honest. Did we drink a
3: lot last night?
1: Oh, my God. What? What is it? Look at your arm. What?
2: No, not the one that was bit. The other one. Oh, shit. The skin. It's all grey. Do you feel
0: that? I can feel it. Yeah. Looks like it's grey all over. How long have I been asleep?
2: Just about three hours. Dawn's just breaking.
1: Christ, look at my fingers, Clark. They look so stubby and short. Hang on, look at my fingernails. They've grown two inches in the night. How's that possible? Oh, my jaw. It was like I boxed eight rounds last night. Does it look... Does it look any different?
2: Um... I I don't know. It's it's hard to see in this light. Come on, Clark, you can tell me. Just be honest. Uh, well, it looks like it's... Like it's jutting out, like... Like you're growing a snout. A snout? Like
1: that creature? Let's not jump to conclusions. Well, go on, take a shot of me sitting here. I, I want to see playback. But... Right.
2: Uh... Okay. Uh, let me zoom in a little. Get a profile. Make sure you get my profile,
1: okay? Got it? Yeah. Okay, let me see. Let's cut for a second. Are you on? You rolling? Yeah. Good. Okay, here we go. Uh, So, I've been thinking, what if that creature was exchanging some sort of fluid and mixing it with mine, and I am metamorphosizing? And to what?
2: Well, I don't know. Well, you're taking it pretty well, if that's what's going on.
1: How am I supposed to take it? Well,
2: you're supposed to be hopping mad, cursing the universe.
1: No, Clark, this is part of the universe, this thing that's happening to me now. I'm impressed you can still say that. Well, nature has no morality. Any offence I take at this turn of events is just about my ego.
2: Yeah, but... But what are we going to do? I would
1: like to find that thing see it in the light of day can you get up of course of course i can get up what what's what oh shit what clark show me show me the playback okay people i'm back this is ross i'm going to try to describe what is happening to me both physically and mentally now I seem to have been infected or affected by my encounter last night with a strange creature that Alan called the Fukushima Dragon. I'm not perfectly able to stand upright. It feels like my bones is shifting. Maybe it's a calcification. I'm not sure how this could
2: all be happening so, so fast. We don't have to do this. Oh, keep, it rolling. keep it rolling,
1: please. I don't know if I could <coughs> say these things again at... I was thinking that the, the dragon has injected a serum into my thyroid, which is inducing a sort of metamorphosis that we would normally associate with the tadpole turning into a frog, which can certainly happen in a single day. It's fantastic what nature can get up to. I didn't think that I would be living through it, though. I didn't think I, I would become the embodiment of evolution and evolution mutation here on Darwin
2: Island. All right, but... all right, I've had it. I'm calling the helicopter again. They've got to respond now.
1: Yeah. No, certainly call them. I don't know if they can actually help me at this point. Hello? Hello? Oh.
2: Oh. bueno. Uh, uh, por favor, uh, estoy uh, de la Darwin. Ahora necesito ayuda. Uh, pronto, pronto. You, you reading me?
4: Uh.
2: Look, this is life or death. Look, just come now.
4: Uh.
2: Fucking God, Ross. I don't know what I can do for you. Can you hear me, buddy?
1: God, I have to walk now. My vision's changing. My vision is certainly changing. I don't quite feel myself. Can't think straight. Just hang in there, Thought Ross. of
2: They're coming. They should be here very soon. When they get here, I'm going to have them give you a sedative, OK? Sedative. OK, man, we'll get you to a doctor.
1: Hey. listen. I want to say thanks, man being a good friend, being here with me No, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. we're not getting into goodbyes, Ross. Look, they're coming. You're going to be alright.
0: Yeah, alright.
2: Look, oh Christ, I'm I'm turning this off. Okay! Over here! We're over here! About fucking time. You see that? In the distance. That's our ride. It's getting dark, end of the day, grey out here. The birds have been fucking chattering away, driving me nuts. All right, I'm turning the camera off. I'll keep the sound running, just to have it. I've got Ross wrapped in a blanket. can't even look at him. I know he loved exotic animals, but I don't think he wanted to become one. We're gonna need to get some help getting Ross into the helicopter! I have to keep her steady! You're gonna have to see what you can do by yourself! Okay, well, this is the gear! And the camera, and these bags of all our booty! You're gonna have to get him! I can't hold him much longer! Russ, come on, get him, get him here! Come on, Russ, get him! here. I can't hold it. Can you step up, Russ? Like I'm gonna take your blanket off, Russ, so you can move. Come <sighs> on! Oh Jesus! Well, hold on. No,
4: uh, oh, well, well, what the hell? Russ! What the hell is that thing? <sighs> get him off! Russ, no! <sighs> no! no! get it off me! <sighs>
2: It's dark out again. Hard to see. There are a few flames off in the distance. I, I can't see if anything made it through the explosion. Uh, maybe get uh, radio to work. The sat phone was in a case. I'll j- just get... Uh, 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 hard to move. Oh, my leg. Oh, Christ. All right, all right. Just... Uh, just got to stay calm. He'll send another rescue team, now that none of us returned. we uh, have got to. They've got to. <laughs> oh, Christ. No, no. <laughs> Why did you all stop? All right, I can hear you, I can hear you out there. Oh, Christ, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this alone. Oh no, no, no.
0: Well, speaking of strange creatures, Shape has been restless, chewing through the box, making a mess all over the place. I haven't gotten one thing done. What's more, he's growing. I mean fast. Out of that box for one thing. Look at him, he's eating it now.
2: You have just listened to Natural Selection, written and directed by Larry Fessenden, and featuring the vice talents of Dominic Monaghan, Billy Boyd, James Ranson, Pat Healy, and Derek Greer. Edit and sound design by Larry Fessenden, additional sound design by John Morris. Theme music by The Strangers, Drones by Graeme Resnick. Mixed by Jeff Hinton at Digital Audio. Natural Selection was recorded by Martin Quinine at Digital Post Services, supervised by Eric M. Klein, and scheduled by Iris Posada. Natural Selection was produced by Larry Fessenden, Glenn McQuaid, Jen Wexler, and Rebecca Brown. Copyright Tales from Beyond the Pale, 2015.
0: Martin hears strange voices coming from the drain. Passion, obsession, and madness collide when he investigates. Gutter Mouth by Jeff Bueller. Featuring Joshua Leonard, Heather Goldenhirsch, Molly Bryant, Mark Kelly, Rocco Bueller. Only on Tales from Beyond the Pale, the podcast.